Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Why aren't you too asleep? It's midnight Christmas Eve. I can't even think what this looks like to you. Toy-filled stockings on the tool bench. That new bike, daddy in his old wrench. Don't get upset. I know that you're confused Let's get back inside, my darlings I think you're old enough to handle the truth Santa crashes laying our garage He miscalculated a gust of wind And barely missed our Dodge truck The reindeer's reins got tangled up Breaking system bit the dust The dog and I just stepped outside For a little walk When Santa crashed his sleigh in our garage Crazy, no, it sounds crazy He had to have been going at least eight He's lucky he's got a big tongue He bounced right the front air bag nearly gave your mom a heart attack and that giant fuzzy red toy bag tore open on impact toys flew like confetti through the air superheroes barbie dolls are Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Hadley Park, and it was their Christmas single, Santa Crashed His Sleigh in Our Garage. Hi, Carl. Hi, Greg. How are you guys doing tonight? Hello, Greg and Nicole. Ho, ho, ho. 
Ho, ho, ho. We're getting closer and closer to Christmas. Nah, as we're nah, here we go. Here we go. It's going to be 45 minutes of the Grinch. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had something funny before. I, I, I didn't do this, but it's about this person who was lonely and he's complaining about how lonely he is. And he said, Man, I'm so lonely. Even the Grinch had a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What we should plan over the next couple of episodes is we should plan to have you have the George Bailey experience. Nicole and I will try to pull you out of this funk. And you will uh, find the true meaning of Christmas over the next few episodes of 9420. And if not, he'll end up just being George Costanza and air his grievances. There you go. Basically, Christmas is just toys for kids. Um, you know, it, it is it, a, a, a festival a, a festival of love. Of consumerism. Uh, well, I mean, you know, that was the narrative in the 60s when, you know, um, Charles Schultz did the up, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Kid, Christmas morning, kind I get of a old call hat. from my when I get a call from all my friends, and the first question is, "Hey, what'd you get?" Christmas is about getting. I've never asked anybody, "Hey, what'd you give?" No, what'd you get? I think I think on some level that might be true, but the uh, no, because I mean, the giving is where the magic is. And I think well, you learned that. I think truth. that you learned that over over the course of many, many Christmases or holidays. <laughs> Unless you gave a gift to my mother. <laughs> right. I, I love that. You talked about it last week. She's like, how much did this yeah. cost? You know, yeah. we have a thing. Did you keep the, you keep the receipt? <laughs> we, we have a thing in our family, which, and, and I, I don't mean to do it. I don't do it intentionally, but, you know, I, I we watch our money around here a little bit and i guess i just do that kind of traditional thing where we, you we give somebody do? we give somebody we watch it go out the damn door <laughs> if i give somebody I a gift you know i particularly my kids you know because over the course of many years you kind of get the impression that they my kids used to say, it's like, you know, when they were little, it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know, that's that's pretty expensive what you're asking for. It's like, it's all right, Santa will get it, you know, that kind of thing. So I typically blurt out when we're exchanging gifts, I, I've been known to blurt out how much a gift costs just to uh, ensure the proper amount of appreciation for the gift. <laughs> I'll tell you something, this is, this is true. When I was in high school, so for two years in a row, I was Roosevelt Field Mall Santa. Seriously? Seriously. In Roosevelt and, uh, Field. In Roosevelt Field, right outside of Macy's. Nicole, are you completely blown away at this point? I'm blown away. I that am he completely was a blown Santa. away that you were a Santa. You need some Christmas money. I see a sign, help wanted. And I go, what is it? He goes, to be Santa. It must have been like, you know, freshman year in college. Basically, what it was, they had to sit there, and I had a little button next to me, right, and they had a reindeer with a camera in it, and you put the, you know, the, the kid on my lap, make him look at the reindeer, smile with Santa, press the button, he took his picture, that's it. And then I had green and red lollipops. I had a little elf girl with me to help me, you know. It, it, it was kind of fun. It was one, you know, one poignant story was this girl whose mother worked at the diner and she was like around nine and she used to come and visit me during the slow when I first started. And she thought I was, she, she goes, I know you're not really Santa, but you're one of his helpers, right? I go, yeah. And she was like, this is really, I really love this kid. Her mother was divorced and she's working hard. I had to bring her kid to work. But then there were these bratty kids that would come in with these lists 
you know, and like they 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 want everything. <laughs> I want a new bicycle. I want the new complete Weebles. I want the new Lego tower. You know, I'm going. You know, so anyway, so my little insidious way. I, I this is kind of mean, but those bratty kids. I had red and green lollipops, right? So everybody, everyone wanted the red ones. So the bratty ones, you know, I'd give him like a, a lollipop. He goes, I go, do you have red ones? I go, oh, no, sorry. We're just green. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are blowing my mind now that you but were that, I, I, that. I, 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 I might have been. this funny story. This is the funniest. I have pictures, man. I can put them on the website. <laughs> I have one funny story of where, like, this this one kid uh, on one Saturday afternoon, I guess an orphanage came with a bunch of kids, and some of them were like some kids. I even have letters, a box of letters, saying like, uh, you know, all I want is for my my dad to get a job. Like, some of them were so sweet, but then some of them were brats. And this one kid comes in. He must have been about twelve, you know, from the orphanage. He goes, he looks at me and goes. You ain't no Santa. <laughs> go, what are you, you, go, you ain't the real Santa. I go, I'm his helper. No, you aren't. You ain't no Santa. You, let me tell you a real beard. We're gonna we're gonna uh, talk about uh, films, Christmas films, and Christmas specials on the next episode. But uh, I love that line out of Elf. Um, the Elf actually, you know, exposes the the Santa, the the department store Santa. And he says, "You sit. You sit on a throne of lies." I love that. I love. I love that line. Will Ferrell. But again, we we, we rushed right into talking and didn't you know talk about Hadley Parts song. I know, and it's probably one of my favorites um, of like the I, Christmas. I, I songs. love their voices. I, I love the. Yeah, they have a. They definitely have a style, man. They're definitely who they are. You know, I, I, you know, they definitely have their own little harmony thing. It's it's really kind of cool. Well, and I think too, Santa crashed his sleigh in our garage is reminiscent of me of like an updated version of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Right. Well, that's what I like about them too, because a lot of their music they have they can be very poignant, but also they have a bunch of comedy stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, they they can be very comical and funny. So I I, I love how they can go back and forth. We oh, um, I know. you know, I I love I love Christmas music. I I have since I was a little kid, and I I think that it's really uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoy the track very much. It's very most people don't understand that it's incredibly difficult to do to write to produce a Christmas single that will kind of evoke all the stuff that you're used to out of Christmas music, because you get to listen to all that, uh, all the stuff that you hear year after year, you rely upon the familiarity and, you know, you, you rely upon the nostalgic imprint, if you will. And so when you hear a new Christmas track for the first time, I think you're typically like kind of skeptical, right? So, but I, I think they did a really great job. I think it's, I think it's a good track. Well, it's funny. A couple of things are kind of, it's kind of one of my favorite, my favorite Christmas song, you know, modern day Christmas song was John Lennon's, um, and so this is Christmas war is over, yep. which is kind of even more poignant today because today is the 40th anniversary of him being shot, right. which is kind of sad. Yeah. But again, but again, getting back to what I said before, what I love about his line, I, I've mentioned this before, is the first line, first two lines of the song is, and so this is Christmas, and what have you done? You right away, you know, he, he talks about about the giving, about like, what have you done? Like, you know, why do you deserve? The, that's the feeling I got. Why do you deserve? To, to have Christmas, you know, did you participate or are you just getting? I don't know. Yep. I thought Lennon was great. Yeah, that that has done. Uh, I mean, 
people have been admonished in Christmas music for years and years and years. There's that that classic, uh, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, which is a Christmas music adaptation of, I think, a Longfellow poem, maybe. It's kind of the tale of a guy that, um, you know, is... um, I think one of the lyrics is, I bow my head, there is no peace on earth, I said. And it's, um, you know, at the end of the poem or at the end of the lyric, basically he finds uh, the spirit of Christmas and the wrong shall fail and the right prevail and there will be peace on earth. So I, I think that was Lennon's way of paying a little homage to the idea that, you know, hey, we ain't done much, but there's still a chance. There's still a hope out there. I think too, it's just... What people forget, like Carl was saying, is it is a season of giving. No matter how much you give or how much you receive, it's still just embracing the joy of being able to get to share whatever you're able to with the people that you love. Newsflash, Carl has just texted me. He's texted me a picture of him as Santa Claus. Oh, we're this is the most epic thing I have ever seen. And Carl, it's, it's shocking how much you favor St. Nick. And I think that you should reflect upon your experience as uh, the jolly old man. It was funny, too, about being Santa. This is the bizarre thing, too. It just shows you about people and, you know, we're, we're programmed. And so how we would, like, you know, change shifts is, like, around 6 o'clock, I go downstairs in the dressing room with my Santa outfit, right? And I had lollipops, right? So I would walk down. I'd walk through the mall down the stairs to the, where I would change, and the other guy would come up, you know, and, and basically we'd say, Santa wanted to go feed his reindeers, you know? <laughs> Was that a euphemism for, like, going go to the can or something? <laughs> no, they literally put the sign in front of the Santa sing and said Santa went to go feed his reindeers. Right. Like, that's, why, that's why he's not there. Yeah. So, I down the so, anyway, I, so I was walking through the mall. It's about maybe like, you know, you know, maybe like uh, 100 yards or something before I had to almost a football field to the steps. I'd walk through the mall. I would hand out these lollipops and stuff as Santa. And, and the mother would push the kids to, um, you know, go get one, right? As I'm coming back up, I had some of these lollipops in my coat pocket. Now I'm coming back up as me. So I go to give a kid a lollipop. Stay away from that, boy. Stay away from that. So I was like, I'm a creep. <laughs> Without the outfit, I'm a creep. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's, there is a, a documentary out there. And I know that we'll, that we say we're going to feature all these things in future episodes. I'm trying to think of the name of it. It might be called Dear Santa. It might be called, I don't know what it is, but well, uh, there's a documentary about that. They follow a guy that goes to Santa's school and they follow him throughout his uh, endeavor to become the perfect Santa. And it's, it's pretty fascinating stuff, actually. A lot of child psychology. Nah, I didn't go, I didn't go to school. You didn't go to school. No, you didn't have no damn. They just put the costume on me. And, and you know, and see, if you notice in the picture, I have black eyebrows. North, like, you know, North Pole University. You didn't do any of that. And then I'd get like, you know, girls to sit on my lap too, and they flirt, like, because they're in their like teenagers, and they go, "Hey, Santa," I go, "Get it, just get it." <laughs> and, and then the, the nasty mothers. And the thing is, the kids would ask me for stuff, and they, they'd be behind me, they couldn't see her, and she'd go. Yes, he can have that. So I go, yeah, you'll be getting that. I can get you that. The helicopter mom's letting you know what to say. Yeah, what, what they're getting, like, you know. And some of the lists, oh, forget it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so being a new-ish mom um, and it being – Ken, so Kenzie's two and a half, and this will be her third Christmas. So, like, her first Christmas, she was, like, just like a baby. Her second Christmas, she – 
just started walking. So her third Christmas, she's starting to understand a lot. So this is her first like functional kind her, of Her first it, functional. Right? Like last year, she kind of was like, ooh, presents. But this year, she like has an understanding to it. So growing up, so one, I was a twin. So like every gift we got for Christmas was identical. So the duplicate, we either got the duplicate same gifts, bites, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same dolls, the same things. So knowing that my family and my husband's family really enjoy giving her gifts, we've recently had to rein them in and say, you can't just send her a present. She's going to expect that all the time because that's just the norm. Wait until a holiday or something and give it to her. We're just thinking about like all the toys she plays with and what she actually enjoys. And it's the little things. It's like the lint roller that my husband uses for his work uniform <laughs> or the paper towel, paper towel holder or boxes that we get. So we've just made it a rule in our house that for Christmas, she needs to go through and tell us what toys she wants to donate because the, it's the season of giving. So we want to make sure that like she understands that like if she does get new things that because we are blessed to have these she needs to give them to someone else that she's not playing with and that um santa will bring her one gift that's not a super expensive gift just so like if she goes into school one day when she's older and it's like my mom got me an ipad she's not like giving the sense that like santa gave her one gift and didn't give something to someone else and um we're doing this want read where need type thing where she only gets like four gifts from us two of them are educational one's an outfit and then one's like a big gift that she really 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 wants so we're trying to rein it in so she really understands that like this isn't just about presents but it's also about giving and being able to like make someone else's life better so you know i think that for me i mean it kind of happened naturally man i think i think kids start to understand that hey this is fun every time we get together and so it's really as much about family and about being together as it is the giving of the gifts, you know. Carl, you, this, is, this is before your time, Nicole. Carl, do you remember the Sears wish books? No. Oh, I remember Sears, but I, I don't. They, they did special the back, back, back when the. Uh, Kentucky thing. No, no. It might, it might be a Southeast thing, um, but I don't think so. I think it was national. So. Sears every year would, uh, their vendors would create a special catalog. Of course, the Sears catalog was for, you know, probably what, close to 100 years, kind of like the mail order. Uh, it was the Amazon. It was right. the Amazon of, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but they would make every Christmas season, they would make something called the wish book. And it had, it had hundreds of pages of these uh, highly stylized presentations of all the toys that they sold at Sears. And they called them the wish book. And it used to be kind of an annual tradition thing that you got the wish book and then you'd pour over it for hours and you would circle the stuff in the book that you wanted. Of course, being kids, you would always put 30 or 40 circles in on the book. <laughs> circle the book. <laughs> One or two. Yeah, right. It's like, Anything, you know, just, just get me what's in here, right? So One year I got really into, um, I, I, I felt pressured because I was dating this girl who always like, are you going to get my mother something? Are you going to get my father something? And like, I always never had any money. And they go, and she always, what'd you, what'd you get them? I, I don't see one like that. Like, really like, it mattered what I got. Like, she ruined wow. the whole, it became this chore, right? <laughs> so one year, I swear to God, I went to um, Times Square stores, which is the equivalent of like a, a Target mm -hmm. back then. And I bought literally about 12 glue guns. I gave everybody a glue gun. <laughs> 
like for crafts, a glue gun. I wrapped them up and I gave her father. So we're sitting in, 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 in Christmas, Christmas Eve because Christmas Eve is at her house and then Christmas at my house. Christmas Eve, we're sitting in her house and everyone like is her brother, her our sister in law, her mother, her father, and her uncle. They all opened their presents. They all got glue guns. That is bizarre. <laughs> that is the she gift was, that keeps on giving. She was, she was, <laughs> but you know what I loved about it? The father loved it. <laughs> he goes, oh, this is cool. I love this. I want this glue but, gun. Yeah, right. I wonder what but he bedazzled like, after that. Yeah, but but the mother, like, you know, I mean, she hated me I, after that. It was like, you know, you put my mother in a glue gun. You know, well, well, stop pressuring me. I wanted to. It can get out of hand, you know, when you've got, you know, the cousins and the aunts and the uncles and and I, Maud always, my wife always has this standard thing that she says is like she fantasizes about getting everybody the most random thing. It's probably more random than glue gun, although it's close. She always says, I, I just want to go. I want to get everybody peat moss. I want to get them like 25 pound bags of peat moss and we'll just right. stick them in the but trunk. Then, but then you, you have know. my, but then you have people like my mother who loves Christmas so much, believe it or not, even though the worst in receiving gifts, but great in giving them. Right. Right. Of so course. She would be the kind of person where like, she'd give you a gift and like, it's something that you mentioned to her back in July on a Tuesday that you were in a store. Oh, I like that. She goes, Oh, okay. She puts his mental note and she gets it. And she goes, how do I want this? Well, you mentioned it back in July that afternoon. Remember we went shopping? I go, really? That's just, really amazing, man. So there are people who have, so there's that kind of thing where yeah. like, I don't know. You want to play another song and play another Yeah, let's play another Christmas, Christmas Hadley Park song. This one's a bit more um, poignant now. I like that of the flip. The, the, the Santa crashed the reindeer was, or crashed the, crashed the, sleigh. the sleigh into the garage was kind of more, um, you know, funny. And this is more poignant. Mm -hmm. It's just called, what is it called? It's if reindeers can fly. If reindeers can fly, if they did, they wouldn't be able to crash the, the sleigh into the garage. There's a flip to this. Hold on. Here we go.
If Reindeer Could Fly by Hadley Park, which is their other Christmas tune that we are featuring tonight. Um, and like Carl said, that one is a little bit more poignant than the fun uh, version of Santa Crash just laying in our garage. I don't know. It's just like, you know, again, like, again, everyone gets all crazy about. I still do love, though, um, but about those old, like, Christmas the things. Like the claymations. The claymations, but we, the, we just the, rain, the Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer you're, you're talking with Burl Ives. You're, you're, you're talking about uh, Rankin and Bass. Mm-hmm. Burl Ives and, like, you know. Land of Misfit Toys and Santa Claus is Coming to Town, The Year Without a Santa Claus, all of the good classics. Yep. Yeah, so we, we watched them a couple of years ago. We, 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 we rented them and let's look at them. Like, I'm sorry, they don't date well. I still think they're magical. The uh, they uh, there are certain ones that are actually better than others. Some sometimes the scripting or you know sometimes the storylines are a little strange. But um, you know the the Charlie Brown Christmas special, how that came together, and that that is absolutely magical. Uh, I think Rudolph is pretty magical. I think that uh, Santa Claus is coming to town has some uh, has some moments. It's funny that when you try to kind of talk about it on some intellectual level or you try to do a uh, meaningful review of something like that, uh, you just sound like beyond nerdy. You sound like um, certifiably insane. Yeah. I mean, so (laughs) crazy. We uh we introduced my daughter to the claymations for the first time this year just because again she's figuring everything out and we were watching Rudolph last night and for those of you who are listening we're recording on Tuesday on Sunday and Monday I was just not feeling well and at one point in the movie I looked at my husband I was like is my fever spiking or did they just say that and it was like some like gender type comment of like we needed to get the women deer home or something oh like yeah that. yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean we He's like no no they said that this is 1964 well, uh, right. to carl's point i mean i i do think that they they have not aged well with regard to like you know some of the kind of the social constructs that we talk about today or acknowledge today which we're bending over backwards hmm <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I think the pendulum swings wide. Now I think we've swung too far the other way in some respects. Let's talk a little bit about music. I want to do a deeper dive on uh, all these uh, important sociological um, things like uh, a Little Drummer Boy and Santa Claus is Coming to Town and Jack Frost. and My mother's favorite Christmas song is um, we had this one album. I don't know if everyone had an album. We had this one Christmas album we play every Christmas. 
And it had a version of it, it had like, you know, Johnny Mathis and everything else. But for some reason, it had Johnny Cash singing Little Drummer Boy. And she she didn't love like country music, really, but she loved she Johnny loved Cash's Johnny version. She loved Johnny Cash. That's cool. Little Drummer Boy. And it was kind of cool. What I'd like to do is, um, if we can put a list, I'd like to make some recommendations because uh, I have spent many, many, many years, you know, enjoying this music and that might have been off of. Do you remember Firestone made compilation albums for the holidays? That might was a compilation. That, that might have been a, a Firestone compilation. I don't know who made it, but it had that one. It had Andy Williams. It had Johnny Mathis yep. singing Chestnuts. Yep. I like Johnny Mathis singing it better than uh, Nat King Cole, actually. I think that uh, the Johnny Mathis record that was made. It was called Merry Christmas. It's typically known as the Ski Cover. That was released in 1958 and that was actually my mother's favorite album and i think that you get familiar with these tracks year after year after year because you do hear them uh in the home well yeah well it was our christmas record yeah exactly so whenever christmas comes christmas morning mom would go carl go put on the christmas record <laughs> right exactly <laughs> it was the same christmas record so it's in, it's in it's ingrained in me yep yep well and i think even when when we like I was growing up like those songs were still staples in our house for Christmas. So right. like War is Over and all of the like older versions of the songs, those were just literally what we would listen to. There was nothing really new except for Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Did you have the Yule Log? We did have the Yule Log. Channel Nine, mm-hmm. I love that. From like eight a.m. to noon, they played the Yule Log. Yep. Yep. And you could, if you watch it, was, we figured it out. It was a six-minute loop, loop, a loop. Yep, yep exactly. <laughs> and you'd see like the, you could see when the flame switched. If you watch it at the six minutes, it was like if you don't, you gotta stare at it, or you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they play all those songs. So that's you know that. And now it's on Netflix. There's oh, really, can, yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah. has their own. Like, they have versions of the Yule Log now. I always used to put it on and turn it down. And then I'd provide my own soundtrack for the evening, right? Yeah, typically, that, was, that must have been annoying. Well, no. Typically, <laughs> they, they that. I wonder why your kids think you're a pain in the neck. Oh man, just play Christmas songs. I, I, God. I just like you know, I, I, I go overboard. Dad's I know. Annoying Christmas dad, mix. Dad, they call me Holiday Hitler. It's like if we don't do things, you better move that ornament, you know, uh, an inch to the left, and it's not free hanging. You know, that's how I am. I think there's a holy grail of um, of Christmas albums out there. Typically, I think Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, they all made great records in the late 50s. What about Bobby Helm? Yeah, I think that's it. Which, which, which album? Uh, well, I just know like one of our favorites is Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a cool record. Uh, I think that was a single release. I don't know if there was an album made for it. Let me throw out a couple odd choices that I think people will really appreciate, and you can now stream them. I think they're on most services. In 1967, Ed Ames made a Christmas album. Jack Jones, man. Well, I love Jack, Jack Jones. Jack Jones uh, Ed Ames, Jack Jones. Those are kind of the odd selections, but those things are really great. Most of these albums, what they have in common is they're really pretty uh, spot-on orchestrations, a lot of orchestra fun and um, gave people in the orchestras the ability to kind of loosen up a little bit and play different arrangements. 
There's also something on most of these records that most people don't know about. It's called a Celeste. Have you ever heard that? I have it's like, not. It's like a, like a harpsichord. Yeah, it's a, it's a bell. It's a bell piano. Yeah, where the keys right. actually strike bells. That kind of gives all those records a little magical sheen, right? Yeah, I, I can talk about this stuff for hours because I'm just um, it's so ingrained in me. But there is an there is kind of a regiment to it. I've decided through the years that December 31st, at the stroke of midnight, the Christmas music stops. Good old fashioned distorted rock and roll to kind of wash my palate. So. Why? I've done that Why? for years. Well, I, I do think that it's so nostalgic and it's so um, 30 days of it or 60 days of it now since we started everything early. It's about as much as a, a sane person can take, you know, the sentimentality. So I don't think there's going to be enough of it this year at all. I think this year I, can, I, don't, I don't even think I'm even going anywhere. I think I might just stay right. home. And yeah, you know what, though? I mean, I one of my most favorite memories of christmas was being alone granted i mean i was up at 5 a.m and uh you know everybody was fast asleep in their beds and dreaming of sugar plums but you know i had a couple of hours to myself and it was lightly snowing and i you know put all you know lit the candles and put all the um put all the things in place the preparation for christmas morning and it was just like a couple hours of mindfulness that I'll never forget. And I was completely alone, just enjoying the minutia of the holiday. And I think that people that are not going to be able to be with their families this year, I think they could practice a little bit of that and take a little extra time, gratitude, all that junk. Okay. Too poignant. No, no it's good. It's, you're right. I, I, um, you know, I, I play the bah humbug guy, but I, I think I'm kind of. You're a very mindful dude. A little disillusioned these days, though. It's like I don't know. It's like, you know, I, I do miss a lot of those times. I look back at the movies. I think about you know when we were kids, and something's changed. Something's gone. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, you know, getting older, and who knows? Oh, well, I know for our family and kind of what the tradition is. I mean, we've broken with the tradition all this year. So for Christmas this year, it's just going to be me, my husband and Kenzie, which is like, I, I think I said something this week, like this is the first time in like six years that like none of my family is getting together. So it's bittersweet to kind of not necessarily have that. It is a relief to not necessarily have so many people over and cater to them that we can just be a family, the three of us. And dress up if we want to, stay in our pajamas if we want to, let Kenzie do what she wants, cook the meal that we want to cook, even though it's going to be the same meal on Christmas Day, because I <laughs> I love the Christmas Day meals. But And Florence always came over and just gave me a robe, cares. <laughs> Every year, how many robes do I need? I'm like, I'm like nine. I have like eight robes. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. We've been talking about this for 35 minutes, too. Mm. Oh, big deal. <laughs> a $5 check for my aunt in Jersey. Oh, see, I love the $5 that I would get from my Aunt Jo because she would crochet a new um, Christmas ornament, and in the ornament would be the $5. So she would give it to all of us on Christmas Day, and we'd have to, like, find it in the ornament. That's that's cool. That's cool stuff. You know, it's like... Best thing was giving the dogs the chew toy. <laughs> that was the funniest <laughs> part. So do we have enough to fill up an episode here, or We've what? We've got 42 minutes of stuff. No one said back in the day this episode. Oh! 
Oh. I had to make you do it. That's not the back. None, none, none of that is the back in the day music. I know. None of it's the back in the day music. I recently went back and listened to a spot, spot checked a few episodes and the back in the day music actually changed. And I, I don't believe it was discussed in the business meeting. Um, and it's something it's always we, been this. No, 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 no. I'm in charge. There were two it's different. There were go back and listen. There were two. There have been two back in the day themes, and then it morphed into the spring. I and then the dog came in. Because there was something with the licensing of the first one. No, 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 that, that wasn't the case. I mean, we we're always uh, very mindful of the licensing here at 9420. I don't like seeing people open presents I give them. I like to give presents where they don't, where I'm not there when they open it. Because I think giving a present, having to open a gift in front of the, the giver is kind of like puts pressure on the, the, the givee. You know, it's like, I, 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 so I like to take Not if you tell them how much it costs. If you tell them how much it costs, it takes some pressure. No, I, I agree with Carl. I do not like, like, I can say for sure, like, giving me gifts. I don't like opening in front of people at all because I just want to be able to have the reaction I want to have and be able to be able to be thankful for it without having to feel forced. And also giving presents, I'd rather them just take it and go home. Like, Here's your present. Go home and open it under your own door. I, I don't know. I can't remember ever receiving a gift that I didn't appreciate. Well, oh, I, okay, okay, Jimmy Stewart. No, no I, I, I'm it's serious. I, I'm serious. Not appreciating the uh, gift, though, but sometimes, like, not I got that- a lot of gifts that were crap. I go, what is this crap? Do I want this? Come on, just because someone gives you something, you gotta like it. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I can't. Sometimes, you know what? I, I don't want to sound, but who am I to say? But sometimes, our gifts always. I think gifts are always given with great intention. You know, sometimes people just buy you any old piece of crap just to get the gift out, and they really took no care into Check giving. Check you it off to the you. list. Check you off the list. Yeah, so I like. That's how people get peat moss, Carl. That's how they get glue guns and glue guns and glue guns. Yeah. Anyway, mm. let's get out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the ninety four twenty podcast. For all of the links in the show notes to this episode, you can go to our website, which is ninety four twenty dot com. That is the number is ninety four and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y.com. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) 